This is Sylvia Myers. And I'm Priscilla Phoenix. And you're listening to Do Do You You Have Have Space Space For Me? Hey guys, this is Priscilla Phoenix. And this is Sylvia Myers. And welcome to Do You Have Space For Me? Now, this episode that's coming to you was actually an impromptu conversation. We were actually recording just to test the sound. And we started to have a very interesting conversation about ADHD, the process of it and how certain things can affect you and overstimulate you and and those types of um, things. If you don't listen to what's ahead, then that's okay. I completely understand and respect that. And I'm sure Sylvia does too. Yeah. And so what you're getting ready to listen to, it might kind of come into start starting in the middle of a conversation but we thought it was kind of important yeah so it's in the middle of a conversation and it was just on the fly obviously it's not professional like we normally do we usually have notes and cited sources um this was strictly on the fly so there's no cited sources however if you do want to reach out to sylvia at all or me at all and um discuss this if you have a child or if you're an adult and you can relate to some of this and you want to tell us your story reach out and we'll listen to it i'd love to hear yeah we we like hearing others experiences and how they handle things or if they have any good ideas for us or anything yeah and of course we're a community and we love you guys and thank you for taking the time out to hold space for us thanks bye start something i'll be writing in my journal and then i'm like hey do you remember that thing you were supposed to look up for the podcast Mm -hmm. oh wait i gotta finish that okay uh real quick okay but remember you gotta wash dishes oh god yeah okay and don't forget don't forget you gotta call that patient back oh my god i'm not even working oh fuck okay so save that Uh, okay that needs to be put away dishes oh fuck okay so i put that away let's concentrate on work You got to finish your gratitude. Okay, give me a minute. Like that's literally how my brain works sometimes. You might have a little bit of it. And it's, it's constant. And I'm like, can I just not focus on one thing at a time, please? And Mm -hmm. I'm getting better because I'm trying to funnel that, (laughs) that I'm trying to streamline it and I'm trying to give myself more time in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that way at work, I'm not like constantly being like, well, you didn't finish your gratitude this morning. I'll get it in a minute. All right. Well, it's already 12 o'clock. Are you going to do it today? Cause you got to do PM later. And I'm like, like, it's like that all the time. Yeah. And so I, it's weird. I'm, I do notice though that at least from my perspective and from what I see of you, which is not daily, but you are a little bit better about completing tasks. Whereas I have, I mean, literally I'm in the middle of five different books right now. I haven't read any of them in like a month. I've, I've, I'm in three. But stuff like that, like if I could just harness the focus onto what I'm doing right in that moment, I could probably finish that within five mm-hmm. or 10 minutes, depending on whatever and it is, know- and then move on to the next thing. But instead... I have 10 million projects that are all com- in different various various stages of being completed, mm-hmm. but none of them are done and none of them will get done for and months. Some, and sometimes it's like, that's where I thrive in some fucked up way. 
Like, um, okay, so if I try to concentrate on one thing, I'm sure you're probably like me, you feel guilty because you're not doing more than one thing. Mm -hmm. But Tantra is trying to teach me how important it is to just focus one thing at a time, one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So what I was doing at work is I was actually getting myself overwhelmed on my own mm -hmm. because I would set a timer for 10 minutes on every hour to get up and walk around for 10 minutes. Well, as I'm up walking around, I'm like, oh my God, you need to do the dishes. Okay, let's start the dishes. You've got 10 minutes to walk around. Instead of walking around, I'm starting the dishes. Mm -hmm. So I'm destined to get a thousand steps. If I don't get a thousand steps, I start freaking out. And I'm like, you got to get a thousand steps. Meanwhile, it's like teams is going off and I'm like, well, you've got 10 minutes. Do you though? I mean, you might want to go look at that. Right. Like that's how it, and I, ha I was like, you are doing this. You are creating this energy draining chaos. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to narrow it down. Mm -hmm. So getting up in the morning before I go into work and actually doing the journals, the washing my face, taking a shower, all of this stuff before I get into work mm -hmm. allows me to be more present at work. Yeah. Because at home, for some reason, it's harder for me to literally zone in and, and do it right. And I think part of it is because I don't have a solid workspace, so I don't have a place to call my own, which we've talked about. Yeah, and I think that that, even though I know this is also our podcasting space and stuff like that, I do think that that does help because I do have a designated space for that. Right, and you don't have a TV that's right in front of you. Right. And I get distracted by that too. Yeah. And I'm trying to fix all of these things because... I feel like I'm failing at my job. And that's just because I'm creating this giant monster of myself. Yeah. But honestly, that's how I've worked at any other job because at food jobs, you kind of do have 13 things up in the air. Right. You've got meat cooking on a grill. You've got fries in the fryer. You've got to plate that dish. The eggs are almost done. You need to watch those. So it's like constant. Mm -hmm. you know, and for me to go from constant to just focus on this mm -hmm. and not move your body. It's like, it's like, what, what, what? Right. <laughs> and that, and then that's where we make errors too, because it's, it's hard to focus. And that's where like, I, it's been a few months, but do you remember that one day when I was like, I just realized I'm overstimulating myself mm -hmm. and I had to turn off all sounds and everything. And it's really weird because it's hard to explain, but I'm thinking like if you have a little bit of ADHD, you might understand a little bit. And I'm sure you do too, just from being with me. And then, like, I'm also, I'm always in this, there's this fine line between being, not being able to get anything done because you don't have enough stimuli and then not being able to get anything done because there's too much stimuli. And, and it's like, like you have to fine line. There's a yeah. delicate balance. And when once it's skewed, that's it. And then there's, yeah. And then there's like times where, okay, yesterday when we were working and, and you were talking and we were having a good time and stuff but i was starting to get a little bit overstimulated because i was trying to focus on work and then we were talking and stuff but at the same time i was enjoying that too and right because we don't get to do that much but then it's like sometimes i that wouldn't overstimulate me at all and it'd be perfectly fine mm -hmm. and and it probably had something to do with the meeting yesterday too but and then there's times where like my dog's playing mm -hmm. it, it makes me happy like those sounds bring me joy because they're, they're your dogs and you love and them stuff. and they're being silly and cute. But then like five minutes later, it can be like, shut the fuck up. I told you 10 times when I haven't, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's where I have to work on myself and kind of almost be more aware of when I'm starting, like before I escalate and stuff like that. But it's so freaking hard sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a drop of a hat. 
you know, like me and you've talked about, I've really been trying to research, do I actually have ADHD? Mm -hmm. Because there are times where my mind is too much for me to handle. Mm -hmm. And I often wonder if, if that's possible. And I know that you've spent a lot of time researching since you've been diagnosed and everything. So you have a better grasp on what that looks like. Yeah. I mean, cause even you mentioned the other day you were, you were noticing one of your instructors yeah. and how you were thinking that he might actually have ADHD because there's certain things he does that you've noticed. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's weird because I'm, of course, you know, everyone's ADHD manifests in certain ways. And I think that there's that like common misconception. I think it's getting better, but like that ADHD means you're physically hyperactive and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that that can be part of it, but that's not necessarily like, yeah, I've done a ton of research and everything on it and I'm constantly looking at more research, but because of the way my ADHD works, I can't always retain all the information. Right. But there is, there's like three different types. There's inattentive, and then there is, I don't remember the name of it. I'm going to call it physical, where it's more the physical manifestation. And then there's combined. I have combined, but mine leans a little bit stronger on the inattentive side, whereas it's mainly my mind. Mm-hmm. Like you will see me fidgeting a lot with my hands, tapping my feet and stuff. But when I think of more of like the hyperactive part that a lot of society thinks of or that you see on TV Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. A lot of that reminds me of like little kids who can't sit still. Mm -hmm. And I think as adults, which, you know, I didn't get diagnosed until I was an adult and everything, but we kind of learned to harness that. So we might not be getting like popping up out of our chairs every few minutes, but we might be tapping our feet constantly, which I'm doing at like I have been for the past like hour. Yeah. I'm rubbing my toes together compulsively. (laughs) Or I don't know how many times I pulled my hair up and pulled it down, pulled it up and pulled it down. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here, um, that stimming stuff and everything. But like that, that my, um, and it's hint of stuff is basically my mind. Like my mind is constantly going. So it's really hard for me to focus on one thing at a time, mm-hmm. unless for some reason the universe blesses me with hyper-focus, which I freaking love when mm-hmm. it does that because I can get a lot done, but literally my mind does that maybe once a month. If even that. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the time, you're just trying to grasp things. My brain will do that. And it feels like sometimes your day's running so smoothly Mm -hmm. and you're getting everything done and it feels so amazing. And you think to yourself, I wish all these days were like this. Yeah. Because it's just so structured. Now, I've never been diagnosed, like I said before, but I was brought up with the misconception that it's physical right my parents did too so i wasn't showing physical signs because i was very very shy i wasn't very active talking wise or anything and that's just me i'm just naturally quiet sometimes but in my head is a whole lot of chaos and i've learned to not talk about my issues because that's what I've been trained to do Mm -hmm. is not discuss what's going on in my head, but I have these like crazy intrusive thoughts. Like, didn't I send you a reel about intrusive thoughts and like how you can imagine certain ways you could die just by looking at things. Like that's how my brain works sometimes. And the other person in that scenario was like, so does that mean you want to kill yourself? No, no, no. no. 
Like you could totally like stab a straw through your ear and that might take you out. It doesn't mean I'm going to do it or that anyone has ever done it, but you probably could. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think or know if intrusive thoughts are a part of ADHD, but I do have intrusive thoughts. They're better. I think through meditation and therapy have kind of helped, mm -hmm. but my brain still has moments where it's like this morning, prime example. And I, I told Sylvia about it this morning. I was, my emotions were up and down and I, I would be okay for a little bit. And then I'd have this one overthinking thought and it was like, my, my brain just took it and ran mm -hmm. and I spiraled. I ended up texting my partner and was like, Hey, you know, like, I think everybody hates me here, you know, and all of this. And it was totally not true. It's just that I spiraled. I told myself that, and then I convinced myself that it was yeah. happening when it really was not. Yeah. I, and I'm not going to say that. I mean, even though I do have the ADHD diagnosis, I don't know necessarily that intrusive thoughts are part of it or not, because I don't feel that I personally necessarily have them, but I possibly could and not even realize it because I just have nonstop thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's one thing why, like one of the things that goes with ADHD is like one of the telltale signs or the main symptoms is fatigue, like tired all the time. And mine, since I'm, I lean toward the inattentive type is more mental, emotional exhaustion because my brain never stops. And it's just thinking all sorts of things. Like, so as far as like intrusive thoughts and stuff, I have thoughts all the time, non, like I'm never not thinking mm -hmm. and stuff. And so it's just, I don't, I don't know that I would necessarily say that I have them or not, or that it's an ADHD trait or not. Right. Um, Cause it very well could be. Right. And it sucks too, because like, um, well, see, I already forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but, I mean, that's yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a trait. I mean, this, this honestly was just us talking to test the recording and yeah, to make sure I just kind of felt make. compelled that this might be worthy of something if we kept going. So, yeah. but I think our generation, there's a lot of us out there that probably are that don't know. Yeah. Just because we never got tested. And for me personally, I have a mentally handicapped sibling and when I was growing up, my parents probably assumed that, hey, they're relatively normal. They're probably okay and don't need any mental testing or anything, Yeah, you know, because they were so focused on him, which I respect that. I am grateful for that. But at the same time, I kind of wish I knew or didn't know sooner because that would explain so much yeah. of why I get like, I will freak out at a store and just freeze. Like I will freeze because I'm so freaked out and I have this panic to leave mm -hmm. sometimes and it's overwhelming. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. And I know you and I have talked in, in detail about that before. And it sounds like to me, like a little bit of social anxiety, but more than that, because it's almost like the stimulus of being there. Over, so oversensitive. There's so many people, prime example of overstimulation, which I mean, me and Sylvia do work at the same place. So Sylvia totally understands what I'm talking about. When you are working and you're hyper-focused, but then what we call the messenger on where we work starts pinging and it keeps pinging. 
and it keeps pinging because people are reaching out to you, texting you on this messenger, wanting to know about things. Meanwhile, your email's pinging because you're getting emails for voicemails you have to do. And then whatever outside influences from besides that, meaning the TV going, a radio playing, people talking outside, the somebody cutting down a tree out in the yard, right. all of that can compound itself on you until the point where you're just like, Oh my God, yeah. I got to step away. And, and some of that you can control because you can like turn off the TV or the radio and then some of it you can't. And, but then there's other times where you can't concentrate unless you do have that stimulus going. It's so fucking weird and annoying. And you just never know when your brain is going to switch from one extreme to the other of what mm -hmm. it needs in that moment. And it's kind of, it, I mean, it sucks bad enough as the person who has that issue, but then as like, you know, like my husband doesn't have that issue and I feel like he's pretty good about it. I mean, we all could improve on everything, you know, but um, he's come a long way and he is pretty good about not putting me in situations that are going to possibly make me overstimulated and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's pretty good about when we are in those situations about letting me do whatever I need to do at the moment. But I know that that's still got to be kind of confusing for, you know, people close to us that aren't experiencing that. And at times probably frustrating and stuff too. It, it, I mean, it, it does make me feel bad, but there's nothing I can do about it really. Yeah. There's been plenty of times where <laughs> I've um, panicked randomly, like just straight panic, want to leave. And I've done that so many times in mm -hmm. the past. And like I'll just bolt. I won't even tell anybody. I'll just disappear. Yeah. And that's kind of, <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I get that and I respect that. And that's kind of how, like I told you the other day at the gym when I got like that and, and I have left the gym before when there's just been too much, too many people too, it's too chaotic, too loud. It's frustrating to me because I know logically the situation there is not like with there being maybe a few extra people than normal at the gym and it being a little bit louder and a little bit more chaotic. It's really not that extreme, but for me in that moment, I couldn't handle it. So usually my response is to take myself out of the situation right. and just leave. If, even if that means that the, the workout that I obviously paid to go to gym for and stuff that I didn't get to finish, mm -hmm. even if that means that I kind of look like an idiot because I'm stomping my way out <laughs> in a panic, you know, in front of everyone. But if that's what I need to do, then that's that's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And I I know I personally probably need to get some new or better coping mechanisms and stuff. And it, that's always going to be a process because the thing is too, since you have it ADHD, changes. yeah, you that you lose interest or things don't work. It's not like the th same thing that you've been doing for ten years is going to work for another ten years. It's like constantly changing, so you constantly have to figure out. Mm -hmm what it is and what is bizarre about that too not, not to like go on another tangent but me and my doctor were talking about this one day and he has social anxiety and he was asking me about how that plays in with adhd and stuff mm -hmm. and i was giving the example of the gym and i but not too long ago last summer i actually went to a backstreet boy concert where there was probably ten thousand people but it's different when everyone's energy and focus is on a main thing, like the main stage, mm -hmm. it still can be overwhelming. But that's different than having like a colony of ants buzzing around you all the time. Yeah. And um, my partner put it, um, put it good too.
if there's a destination to the crowd, mm -hmm. that's fine. But if there's a crowd and they're just hanging out with no intention of anywhere to go, mm -hmm. that is stressful. Yeah. And I thought about that. And that's a lot of reasons why I don't like, I call it the high school stop where you're walking in, and you're all going in motion. And then a bunch of people stop because they all see each other and start hanging out. So you stop and then you're like, what? and you get anxious so you have to go around them and keep going yeah it's like it, it interrupts your flow yes sort of. and that same thing but there's no flow you're mm -hmm. just there like at the mall where it's like you might have you might know i want to go to build a bear or wherever and so you are kind of focused on getting there but you still have to walk half the mall to get there and everyone else does not have the same goal as you they might go to other shops so they're walking different ways and different and they might kind of step in front of you accidentally and stuff but it's like there's no kind of rhyme or reason and there's no sort of there's no way you can really anticipate where everyone's going right and in my mind when that happens it's chaotic even though in reality it's not really chaotic because people do know where they're going it's mm -hmm. just not the same way you're thinking yes exactly and then it's yeah and it's different like for me i have been to festivals and i've and that's a little bit different for me mm -hmm. now if it's more like I've been to music festivals, let me clarify. I like the flow of a music festival because you have so many venues, so many different artists, and they're all at different stages. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly watching someone go into a different stage, watching someone going to get something to eat, come back, watch another band. Mm -hmm. So you're always flowing, right? But when you're at something like a festival where it's all merchandise yeah, and people are stopping, with no real intention or anything in mind, not meant to buy anything. They're just hanging out. That drives me crazy. I'm like first propaganda, <laughs> but it's also local businesses. So mm -hmm. I understand that and I respect that a whole lot. But a lot of people just go together. They don't go to shop and they don't. They're going to be with each other. Yeah, they're going yeah. to socialize and be with each other, which is what music festivals are, but in a different context because you're actually focusing on something mm -hmm. you have something to focus on so and but what is so interesting about that is i can see the the opposite being okay like there's a girl that we work with who i can see her adhd thriving in those kind of situations because she can go from this booth to this booth to this booth and there's something different at each booth and it's stimulating her over and over and over again mm -hmm think that a lot of it is, I mean, just like with any other kind of disorder or disability or diagnosis that anyone has, it's going to affect every single individual person a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, plays into it, but also someone's personality. Whereas you and I are more introverted, mm -hmm. even though we might not seem it when we're with, with each other because yeah. that's, that's us. Yeah. But like that person we work with, is naturally super ex extroverted. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it just depends. And so it's, it's really hard for people to understand when you're explaining, I have ADHD because this person does too. And they're more familiar with this person. This right. person's ADHD manifests completely different. I mean, and in a way it's super interesting and super neat, but at the same time, it's so frustrating. My, my niche, which I'm learning to flow with it. Okay. I'm learning to flow is that um, I often get the sense of hurry up and waiting mm -hmm. because my brain is so hyperactive. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Hold. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm like sitting there like an antsy little kid, like I just want to do my ice cream. And then there's times where like with that type of situation, it's that slow movement mm -hmm. because my brain is going and I feel like I'm super fast and the whole world around me is going super slow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Why, why am I like freaking out and everybody else is so chill? <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. But it's that environment that's yeah. there where I feel like I'm too much in that area. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm yeah, too much because my brain is going, but everyone else is so chill and loose and just kind of but drifting. You, you have to understand though, that neurodivergency in itself, not necessarily just ADHD, but neurodivergency is becoming more common in the sense that people are understanding it more. So there's a lot of people that do. So even though other people might not be in that same state where you're like, kind of like, let's go, let's go, let's but go. they're probably having their own mental, <clears throat> right. Or they could be in that state, but they're really good at masking. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I feel like I am pretty good at masking. I know you can tell because we're so close that we just vibe off each other. Right. We, don't, we don't even have to be like in the same city to tell when we're stuff is going on. But some people are like my sister, for example, she, she could be like an, Oscar winning actress. She is so good at masking. So you never know. But at the same time, when all of that's happening, it's hard for you to think of other people have stuff going on too, you know? Right. That is hard for me to take it out of the moment. It, like always that. it will be. I mean, know. I can mask it to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And you know that mm -hmm. when I start, I start stimming. I, like right now I'm playing because I'm getting anxious. I'm playing with my, mm -hmm. my shirt worn holes in my shirts before because I yeah I've done that but I feel what was I going where was I going with that masking and you feel like you mask pretty well I, I do feel like I mask pretty well but I have them doing a lot of breath work recently for about two weeks and I think that that's helped regulate my flight or fight responses mm -hmm. because I get triggered very easily at work like and Sometimes I can do a little bit better. Like I can go farther and I know you've seen that. Yeah. Even when things are rough, you know, sometimes like there'll be things that trigger you and I'm like, okay, we can work through this, you know, but then there's one thing that's just so random with me and also sometimes with you. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, oh my God, I'm going to kill this. I've got to step away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's hard to explain because that seems so extreme to people who, who don't understand. understand and how can you understand if you haven't experienced it? Right. It's mental, mental health. And I mean, they say like ADHD isn't necessarily a mental health problem. It's a neurological problem. I think it kind of goes hand, hand in hand, hand though. Like it, it, maybe it is neurological, but it does affect you mentally and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think I am borderline autistic. I don't know. It, it's really expensive to get tested, tested. for autism and stuff. And I'm okay. Like, I mean, if I am, I'm high functioning and, and everything, but I've, I've noticed some things that kind of make me wonder that and stuff. I've taken some tests online that are, of course, not official or anything like that, but every single time I've taken them, and there's been like, I've probably taken five or six different ones mm -hmm. from how I remember it, which is probably not accurate because hello, it's on a scale of like one to 100 or whatever and say like 75 and above is on the autism spectrum.
it's like I've always scored like two points away. Mm. So mm -hmm. I think a, a lot of my ADHD symptoms, and from what I've read, it does, they kind of mimic some aspects of autism and vice versa. And I think if I'm remembering it correctly, that ma the majority of people with autism, and it mm -hmm. might be certain types of autism, I am not a doctor in any way. I, so this is just stuff I've read as a lay person, as a normal human being, but uh, that a lot of people with autism also have ADHD and, you know, they might kind of like be related yeah, in a weird that sort of way. Side and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I probably will not get tested for autism unless there's like a, a like certain need to, um, other than just for me to know, you know, I do respect the fact that society has come kind of full circle and understanding that mental health is a essential part of living and being alive and your mental health matters. Mm -hmm. I appreciate how far that's come, but yeah. we still have a very long way to go. Yeah. Um, Sylvia, I do respect you for opening up about your ADHD and your tendencies mm -hmm. and having this conversation with me. I could probably go on for hours, but I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to. Yeah.